0: Hello, hello. Welcome to the Making a Marketer podcast, the marketing show for all levels of experience with the best guests in the industry. Get ready to learn and laugh. Here we go with your hosts, Megan Powers with Powers of Marketing and Jen Cole with Social Media Examiner. Hello, hello. And welcome to episode 52 of The Making a Marketer podcast. Today we're talking about how to get sales leads from social media with Andrew and Pete. Woo! <laughs> hey. We are so Thanks stoked to listening. be here. So this is a unique situation. We're all sitting in the same room. No. And um, we're on like a legit podcast room rig. We all have our own mics and mixer and...
1: We and have, headphones that were not house.
0: Yeah, Pete did his hair for us and... No, it's, it's ruined. It's st- no, it's still going to look good.
2: No, it looks terrible.
0: My host oh, is God. Jen Cole and she is sitting right next to me for only the second time in 51 episodes, 52 episodes now. It's crazy. <laughs> hi, Jen. <laughs> How's it going? Oh my gosh,
3: hi. Welcome to San Diego. Thank you so happy to be here.
0: So, this is a unique situation also in that we are sponsored by some restaurants here in Seaport Village for this show and this opportunity to record in this special podcast place. The restaurants are Harbor House, Edgewater Grill, and Pier Cafe, here in San Diego's picturesque Seaport Village. Three downtown waterfront dining experiences with the best views in the city. It's family-owned here since 1980, and recommend you come down, enjoy some seafood, steak, California cuisine, tasty craft beer, and cocktails with a view. Absolutely worth a visit on your next visit to San Diego, Seaport Village, and Harbor House, Edgewater, and Pier Cafe. Okay, so I have Andrew and Pete's bios. Andrew Pickering and Pete Garland, a.k.a. Andrew and Pete, are business partners and best friends after meeting on the first day of university. They live in Newcastle, England, correct? Correct. They both always had a passion for business and entrepreneurship and ambitions to one day rule the world. So when they graduated, they decided a proper job was not for them, and they set up their own company. So fast forward to now, Atomic. The main aim of their business and headline program, Atomic, is to help other small business owners grow and scale their businesses online. And Atomic business is a small and mighty business. That's what they believe. That it's actually better being small because they can scale their businesses in better ways, whilst keeping the freedom and flexibility that a small business offers us. I took your words and made them from my own perspective. Did <laughs> that I sound that's familiar? the best bio
1: <laughs> that was yeah. good. That was, I don't yeah. remember right enough. No, I we, took got, it from we got to steal that one.
0: BP's I took it away. from your website and I just put it in my in my in my, <laughs> my just perspective. Just corrected the grammar for us. <laughs> Thank
2: you. <laughs> Not from my own perspective. <laughs>
0: So I want to ask off the top, what's the best place for people to find you on the interwebs in case they don't make it to the end of the show, which, of course, won't
2: happen.
1: No, you need to stay, guys. Like Definitely stay. you uh, want an amazing going to happen right at the
2: end? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you got to stay That is the promise. For sure. That Pete's made. But in the, we'll we'll in, deliver on. But in, the, in the meantime. <laughs> in the meantime. <laughs> Andrewandpete.com, yeah? Andrewandpete.com. We are Andrew and Pete on all the social networks. So I think we are the only Andrew and Pete officially in the world Mm -hmm. so you can usually find us by googling andrew and pete fantastic not pete and andrew Andrew and pete right and definitely not andy and pete that's weird definitely Mm -hmm. not james and charles andy and peter no no Uh, (laughs) jeff and (laughs) and jack jeff and jack would not get you to our website so don't try it (laughs) all right
0: perfect good to know (laughs) All right, Miss Jen, you want to kick us off?
3: Yes, I'm so excited about this, guys. You've always been amazing at content creation. It's something that I've always just been completely wowed by. Can you please share with our audience a thought or two about why consistent content is so important to your presence?
2: Yes, I think, firstly, I don't think we always have been great at content creation.
3: Oh, but I think so. Yeah, well, (laughs) I
2: feel like you've only seen the stuff that was maybe great. And this is why like consistently creating content is important because like when we first got started, we're just creating very blasé content. We were just blogging. We were putting stuff out there because we had probably read a blog that said you need to start creating content. You need to start blogging. You need to start tweeting. You need to start creating Facebook. And we were doing it for the sake of it a lot at first yeah and as soon as we got bored of like reading our own blogs like if you don't enjoy reading your own stuff or watching your own stuff or listening to your own stuff then you're probably doing it wrong and as soon as like we thought this is just really boring and started injecting more personality and started becoming a lot more consistent with it and being actually dedicated to something and enjoying it so we could become dedicated to it that's when things got really exciting for us, didn't they, Pete?
1: Yeah, exactly. And like Andrew said, because we've been consistent, that's now drowned out all that rubbish content that we first <laughs> originally created so that you never see it.
0: <laughs> well, we all got
3: to start somewhere. so that's right. and, and just get better from there. Yes.
0: Awesome. So what's been your biggest aha moment? that kind of changed the trajectory of your business because you, you kind of started out in a different way than you are now, right? Yeah.
2: I feel like we've had multiple
1: aha moments yeah. over the course of our career so far. What's the biggest, like I, the most significant one? I think the biggest, most significant thing that we've done in the last year or two is realize that all the biggest impactful things in a business are the hardest and scariest things to do and thus what we tend to do is procrastinate on those things. So things like Raising your prices, because if you raise your prices, let's say you doubled your prices, you could work half the amount and make the same amount of money. And in that spare time that you have, you can actually spend time creating content to get the customers that will pay for your higher prices, right? This is very simple. It makes sense, but yet people can't do it because they're worried about losing the clients or not getting any new clients. It's tough. It's scary.
0: Yeah.
1: What if I get a no? Niching down. What if I niche down in the wrong thing? It's really scary. Having the ability to focus and do just one thing amazingly well in your business, like run one service, is really tough because she's scared. Like, what if, well, I could make more money if it offered this other thing, or if I did this other thing, or it did this other thing. And we d- hate selling. Nobody likes selling. So people tend to procrastinate on selling. Right. And instead, they do other things that distract them and feel easier and fun. And it gives them an excuse to be busy, but keeps away from selling and what we realize is that all these incredibly important things that we have to do we just kind of are a little bit worried about and that means we procrastinate on it we don't do it and so like over the last years few years like we've really started to catch ourselves and try and really discover why that happens and how to overcome that so that we can keep pushing past those those barriers that keep on limiting us and like that's one of the things that we keep on pushing like all of our members and the moment you can do that the moment you realize then you have way 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 more success like like we've like grown the most this year than we have in the last like 10 years oh wow because Mm -hmm. like we've just realized oh crap like we need to do that but we we've been putting that off for like seven years it's almost like
2: realizing the scary stuff is the right stuff to do and like if something doesn't scare us or doesn't, like, give us that pit in the stomach, it's like, oh, maybe that goal is too easy. Like, maybe we're not pushing ourselves oh, hard enough.
0: That's good insight. I think that's that's the big thing for anyone who goes out to start their own business, right? They want to leave because it's comfortable, because they're afraid, but mm-hmm. that's a good thing to think about it from that perspective, that it's the scary that makes it worth it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: absolutely. And um, Like, everybody hits their own kind of plateau. So, like... You might be really confident at selling, and you might be amazing at selling, and you get all the sales in the world that you want. You can be really confident. But if you can't start to, like, outsource some of your work, you're going to be stuck because you can't grow unless you start to delegate some of that work. Yeah. Right? So that's going to be the plateau point for you. Again, outsourcing is, like, another thing that you're just like, oh, maybe maybe that's just an expense. Maybe I won't cover that cost, but, like... Outsourcing is not an expense. It's like an investment to make way more money, but like, it's a scary thing to just put yourself out there and do. Right. So like everyone reaches their own plateau at some point. So no matter who you are listening to this, like you have a plateau, you might not have hit it yet, but if you start to stall in your growth, then you've hit it. And there's a reason why.
0: Yeah. I had the opportunity to get a big client, and I, which meant I was going to have to hire some people to outsource some work. And I wrote a blog post called Just Jump. And actually, that was when I incorporated because I'd just been a sole proprietor. I ended up letting them go like four months, four months later because they weren't the right client for me. <laughs> but that's also pretty liberating, right? Like being mm-hmm. able to have that freedom to, to like let fire, go.
2: Fire, like a fire client another barrier. Is another one that people yeah. struggle with. And yeah. it's like sometimes you do just have to let that bad client go because it's holding yeah. you back more than like the money is helping you grow mm.
0: right yeah. for sure it was a lot of money to let go of but it was totally worth it
3: yeah <laughs> good for <Yeah>. you yeah. <laughs> yeah and it's also you know it's kind of a weight off of your shoulders too because a, a lot of the time it's a personality thing or it's a goals thing or something like that so when you take that stress off of your own shoulders and your work even gets better and and you're learning a lesson along the way too which is really valuable
0: yeah for sure It's
3: cool so, what is one solid tip that you you know that you provide that helps clients come up with messaging that draws an audience and keeps them coming back and then turns them into loyal customers?
2: Oh, one tip. One tip is hard. I mm-hmm. know. That
1: mm-hmm. is a big loaded question. It really I mean, I mean, <laughs> too. Can we have one each? And you have, Can we have one seconds. and a half. Each? That'd be
0: great. Of course, one each. Yeah, for sure.
1: I
2: think <laughs> one of the things that we teach on Atomic and in our book Content Mavericks is it often starts with how you want people to feel about you when you're not in the room one of the things we get people to do is come up with three three sentences or three words that you want someone to describe you as when you're not there but importantly these words can't be the same words that everyone uses like we'll say that to people and we'll say people will say back to us i want to be professional or i want to be friendly or i want people to know that i care about my customers And it's like, that's all great. But when you're trying to stand out and create like a message, everyone's saying that. And it it almost like doesn't matter anymore. Like I care about my customers. Like, yeah, you should care about your customers. You're not going to build a standout brand on caring about your customers, really. So can you come up with three words or phrases that no one else is using? And is your content reflecting that? Because a lot of people, I think know or have an idea of what they want to be perceived as but then when you look at their content it just doesn't mash up or another one I'm going to squeeze another one in here Pete Um, (laughs) come up with your arch enemy so your arch enemy is someone that you definitely don't want to be so it could be someone in your industry could be a real person or a made-up person whose values just don't align with you when we get people to do that and then we compare their content it's like often it's very much of the same so oh, like sometimes if you want to stand out trying to be the auntie to something is a cool way to get creative as well
0: cool. awesome. what are your three words
2: oh our three words <coughs> so one of our three words was rule breakers okay yeah. so we don't want people we we never want to follow kind of the crowds one of ours was best friends because we are best friends and we always want to make sure like we're not just best friends but you feel like you're our friend as well and what was our third one inspire action yes inspire action so we don't want people to just watch our content and think that's great we want to actually force them to go do something
1: well, inspire, not force. No, I thought force <laughs> is a much better word.
2: I think we should change that one to force. Yeah,
1: force. Actually.
3: Yeah. Strung on. So uh, like you. Okay, so
1: my response to that question, uh, a completely different tact. So that's interesting how we perceive that question. I would say we often get really hung up on what we do and how awesome it is for people. And we start talking about like how people, like we, we try and put out there what, what we think people need. Whereas in fact, most people don't want that. And so the moment you start talking about what people actually want, the moment you're going to actually get people to follow you more and be more engaged with you. And when, when you draw them in by telling them or alluring to them as what they want, then you can tell them what they need when they're listening.
3: Mm. So what we
1: see a lot of is people putting out this content that is what people need, but no one's reading it because it's not put out there in a way that it's something they really want to read. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah, mm.
0: right. Absolutely. It's not packaged properly. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: yeah, another one on that as well is I think sometimes
2: a lot of people create content for their peers and not their potential customers. So that's something that we've had oh. to like catch ourselves with because like in our industry especially there's a lot of ego, let's say, or a lot of one-upmanship. Yeah. And
0: what do you sometimes i feel like
2: we we want to be perceived uh, as the best or we want to be perceived as well that we really know what we're talking about and like we might pitch our content at a level that's slightly too high so people think that and it's like you can't you can't create content based on what you want your peers in your industry to see
1: you as it always
2: needs to be about the customer and what they actually want
1: it sounds really obvious, like create content for the customers, but when you're creating the content and you're thinking, Ooh, like all my competitors are gonna see this and it looks really basic. So I'm gonna actually like add in all this advanced stuff and this jargon so that I can show off that I know what I'm talking about because actually deep down I'm a little bit insecure. Right. And like we're all insecure. Right. So like we all we're all guilty of it. But you need to catch yourself on that because it's it's too much for people. And this is why a lot of marketers end up then like go into market to other marketers. And it's this weird cycle.
0: Right. Yeah, that's an interesting thing. You saying that this is make, just making me realize how, how different my world is because I'm not out there like Creating a B school and creating online content for other marketers. I'm serving my clients. Mm-hmm. Now that might change at some point, but I am um, my content from me. Like this, for example, this mm-hmm. podcast is well selfishly. It's a way for me to learn and get to know amazing people um, in the industry, but also just to try to try to help people. It started as a passion project, mm-hmm. and I think there's a lot to be said for that. Things that aren't that aren't actually initially driven by like a dollar or whatever but I do find that I, f- I have less time to create my own content because I'm serving my clients but that's okay because I am serving my clients and I'm and we talked about this on our episode 50 with Neil Schaefer how I'm like an undercover influencer because yeah. I'm I'm posting I'm creating a ton of content for my clients that's out there but it doesn't have my name on it So And being in social, it's interesting too, right? Because they don't see behind the curtain very often. A couple times I'll turn the camera on myself and be like, hi, this is who I am, you know? (laughs) Kind of funny, but that's all really interesting.
3: You know, that's awesome for client retention though because a lot of people are so focused on um, getting new clients and that they forget to nurture the current clients. And so I I love that you bring that up because client retention is something that I feel like gets overlooked or forgotten about sometimes. And Mm so I love that you are viewing it like that I think it's amazing
0: yeah so I mean this client these restaurants that have been my clients for six and a half years I think that says a lot mm-hmm. um, I'm also that's also awesome. getting a little bored. <laughs> If I'm honest, so <laughs> oh, I, I know. so, so you need no, to no. Change no no the menu no no I no no they're, they're, everything <laughs> with intended. them is great, <laughs> yeah. but I want to start mixing things up, which is causing me to be like, okay, let's get creative. It's starting to do some new, different kinds of things that will keep me excited about the work. So social, I mean, it has the image primarily of being like brand awareness, right, and mm-hmm. community building. Mm-hmm. So how do you convince? people that social media can drive sales?
2: That's a really good question. And I think at first you need to realize like there's no point in having a social media strategy if it isn't growing your business. And I think a lot of people waste a lot of time on social. And I think we have to remember a lot of businesses are still profitable and doing well that don't have a social media strategy. And I think often it's touted as something people Must do, and we must be building a community. We must be giving value. We must be doing all of this. And it it almost like frustrates us because not enough people are saying it must be profitable. Like it must be actually driving revenue in your business. So for us, like if something isn't making us money that we're doing online, we stop it. And I guess the argument is that sometimes something doesn't directly relate to sales. But you should be able to draw a line somewhere from, okay, let's say we're growing our Instagram account. How is how is this Instagram account actually growing our business?
1: Yeah, exactly. And there's loads of different ways to actually get clients from social and how mm-hmm. you can use social media to trigger people into doing stuff and taking the next action in your kind of funnel, as it were. Um, we've actually got a webinar on this. Okay. Um, like. It's all about the different content that you can create with like loads of different examples. Um maybe we could put a link to that in the comments. Okay. Uh, or in the, yeah, on the show. Sales notes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And basically we're going to like the five different types of content that you can create to generate more sales from social media and just online in general, to be fair, but you can use it on social as well. And we call this content handraiser content. So people have the the brand awareness content. People have the salesy content, the brand awareness content doesn't sell. The sales content bombs on social media often and people then turn to the more advertisement route, which is cool, but not a lot of people can pull that off very well. So then there's a lot of people just kind of stuck, like they don't really know what to do. They'll post on social, it'll bomb because nobody likes links, nobody likes to like and heart and comment on sales pictures particularly. So then they quickly learn, like, oh, this bombs every time I do a sales post, so I'm not going to do that. So instead, we, we have this of content, which is essentially a way for, for seeing who in our audience is a potential customer. And it gets them to engage in a certain way, which allows us to follow up with those people. So as a very basic level, like if you did do like a full-on sales pitch and you said, like, hey, like comment if this sounds interesting like you would then be like oh this person is interested i should follow up and so you would comment them back or dm them or try and get them on the phone or try get the email or something like that and handraiser content is a way to do that but there's like five different ways to do it and just doing that kind of all out sales post is like just it's one way to get a handraiser but it's not the most efficient way right if that makes sense
0: yeah, and obviously it all depends on what you're selling, right? You're selling widgets. If you're yeah, trying exactly. to get trying to get butts and seats in a restaurant, is a little bit challenging because there's not a direct correlation with I saw your post on social and so that's why I'm here. Yeah. Kind it's of a thing. it's almost like you always. have to
2: be you have to get creative, I guess, if you were trying to get butts and seats in a restaurant, could you do like comment for a free, I don't know, dessert voucher? or like bring this code to the restaurant when you come in like things like that you want to be for every it's almost like the 50 50 rule like for all the effort we're putting into actually growing our audience we are trying to convert that audience as well to customers and we're trying to get them to tell us hey i'm actually interested in buying and almost giving yourself
1: permission to follow up and giving yourself permission to sell right and it'd be awesome like if you can get like the waiters almost, to ask, like, hey, so how did you hear about this restaurant? Yeah. Or yeah. why are you here today? And they'll say it. They might say, like, oh, I saw on Instagram this amazing post of, like, your chocolate cake. And I couldn't resist that. So yeah. I yeah. had to go check Actually,
0: it out. Actually, funny you say that because I got in trouble by a chef once because I posted a picture with fresh berries on the waffle. And they were in not in season. And it was, like, compote. And she said she had like three different people that she had, and I was like, okay, good news, bad news. I mean, yeah, yeah. bad news that they were upset, but good news, that that's really good feedback for me to know that that's that they saw that, and then that's what got them in the door. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly.
2: Cool. <laughs> so, cool. I think bots as well with restaurants. Is yes, something that that's we should next be on using. my list yeah, of like,
0: things to get more creative with and do that. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah,
2: great fundraiser. Like we're not necessarily yeah. using our bot for like broadcast messaging because I do think that is. a starting to get a little bit annoying at this point, but people self-serving and raising their hand through our bot so we can like jump in and start that sales conversation for us is working really well at the moment. Like
1: a bot on our on our sales page is just the best thing ever. It converts so well, it's ridiculous. Like like feel free to go check it out as well if you're listening, yeah. just to have fun with it. We, we actually get people doing that all the time I'll see someone go through the bot and then they'll comment at the end like, "Oh, just testing your bot." Yeah. I um, know oh, that's one <laughs> <funny. laughs> That's um, actually
0: the website's because they're new and they're WordPress. That's what was the thing. I, was, I thought I'd start there, especially now because there's so much change with Facebook Messenger.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. and
0: yeah, the bot. Crazy. I mean it's like crazy. as oh. in like as of today. There's some new news came out. I don't oh, know really? if you guys saw it on TechCrunch. Yeah. So, Let's do uh, some yeah. check. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. <laughs> here in San Diego. Yeah. Speaking of San Diego, so we like to take a brain break in the middle talk about something yeah. less heady. So the topic is always it's related to like the holiday or whatever is coming up, right? So the question today is what's your favorite thing to do when you're in San Diego? Other um, than attend social media marketing world.
2: Oh my God, there is so much great. I love uh, Cheesecake Factory.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: we don't have those in the UK. Yeah, it's like sense. let's go to the cheesecake. We're gonna factory. edit. We're gonna edit that out. <laughs>
0: he said. <laughs> he said <laughs> Harbor House. I don't know if you guys heard that. He said Harbor
1: House. <laughs> uh, <laughs> to be fair, like this to, be far, college, to, be far. to be fair, to be fair. Did I sound that posh in it, posh in English then? No, no. Letter Kenny. I, I feel like we just sound posh. I love sounding posh over here. That's probably one of my favorite things. Everyone takes I the just... make out of us for how we say Twitter. Oh, I love it. Because they're all like, oh, Twitter.
0: And, You're like Twitter.
1: And yeah, they say they Twitter. like, slur like it. in America. Twet. It's like Twitter, <laughs> Twitter. I I say it like Twitter, but you say it like Twitter. <laughs> I feel that's like we awesome.
2: haven't answered the question yet. Oh, what is our awesome. favorite yeah. thing? To I
1: love going to the Seaport Village. Um, there's a beautiful place called Harbor House. How
2: close is that to Cheesecake?
1: Uh, it's right behind it. Yeah. It's near the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: it has a view. Cheesecake <laughs> doesn't. Just saying. <laughs> I mean, when you're this close to the water, why wouldn't you sit at a restaurant? That's it's got a view of the water just
1: we li- we love balboa park the yeah. zoo. zoo we love do you but make it up to la Jolla and del mar at all we want to go to la this, this time okay, we found awesome.
2: we made our way to old town and we had the best mexican Ooh, food we have ever had in our Great. lives that was so good nice so so good and the best margaritas going mm. they went margarita no not they margaritas well
1: oh. margaritas like, yeah, they were margaritas. Out, but out
0: yeah. of this world.
2: Out yeah. of this world. Like, I thought you were correcting like me, though. <laughs> but it was like a double. They weren't no, margaritas. He was elevated. They were the best margaritas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: i awesome. okay. <laughs> Well, there you have it. <laughs> All right. And Jen, what's your favorite thing? Oh, Megan, you're going to appreciate this answer, I think. My favorite thing to do in San Diego is anything that you take me to. Oh, that's she, so cute. She, every time I come to San Diego, whether it's for this conference or it's for our staff retreat, she always takes me to do something fun and new. And I and and sometimes traditional. We go to Pacific Beach, like every yeah, social yeah. media marketing world. But any anything that Megan takes me to do that's new and exciting is what I like best. I wow. love that.
2: Now That's I want to so ask sweet. Megan what her best thing to do in San know. Diego is. Me too. We need some tips. Yeah. We shouldn't be answering these questions. Well, We're clearly yeah. not knowledgeable enough in this in this field.
0: Well, everything <laughs> you said, awesome. But I would say,
2: <laughs> at this
0: time of year, you should the Carlsbad flower fields are incredible. So think of think like in Holland the tulip fields, mm-hmm. how they're all different colors and they're on a hill and the ocean's right below and it's amazing. they oh. the flower. These flowers are ranunculus.
1: I have seen so. photos of that from people that went there last year. Really? Yeah. yeah. I think Jennifer
3: and Fanzo went there last year. Mm.
2: So you're saying there's no point now, Pete, now you've seen the photo? Uh, I've
1: seen the photo <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> I don't need to go Old news. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah,
0: okay. I mean, there's a reason I've lived here for a really, really long time, because there's so much wonderful. We want to live here one
1: day. Yeah. We yeah. yeah. I want
2: to be like a millionaire with one of those huge mansions on Coronado.
1: With one of the yachts? Ooh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Coronado yeah. is You can
0: have nice. a mansion and a yacht.
1: Yeah, you yeah.
3: can.
0: Perfect. Two each. <laughs>
3: <Snap>. Two each.
0: <laughs> That's rad.
3: <laughs> All right, so I, I will, we'll come on in into the second half of the of this amazing episode. This is so much fun. Yay. Oh my gosh, guys. So what are three things that you think should drive the type of content that we create?
1: What do we think should drive the content we create? Mm-hmm. Okay, so... I don't know if you've ever heard of a guy called Andrew Davis and he has this idea called the loyalty loop and essentially it's a way to keep on inspiring action in a constant loop towards like acquiring a client and keeping them as a client as a retention and it's all about that experience going from one little thing to another and we've been trying to apply that over the the last few years and it's incredible because what we tend to do is build out a whole bunch of stuff that doesn't necessarily work to get like a sale we like will build a lead magnet because we think that's what we should do and then we'll create lots of blogs and social media content because we think that's what we should do and they kind of roughly connect and then we kind of create like a sales pitch somewhere on a webinar or a, a sales email funnel um, and, and we try and get people to buy from us and it's kind of all jumbled and the the way the optimal way to get people to actually take action is to meet them at where they're at in that specific moment in their life. Like, if you ask your customer what inspired you to buy today, they will tell you all manner of, like, crazy stuff. And and, and it'll, it'll be, like, an actual moment that hit them hard. So, like, I'm trying to think of an example. Okay, so one other thing, I'll take an atomic uh, example. So, if you want to launch an online course, right? Atomic is a great place to go do that. But one of the things we're going to do is tell you how to do it properly. And what we see is a lot of people launch it like way too soon. And so like we can inspire that. So actually, no, I've got a better example. Oh. I've got a better example. <laughs> I've got a better example, right, Okay, right, Okay, cool. Like let's say you got a one-to-one client and you're like, kind of on the fence. You want to send them a proposal. Now, like let's say you did the same thing last week it went like horribly wrong and they got their sales proposal that you sent them. that It spent hours slaving on and they just ghosted you, right? You never heard back from them. So one of the things we do is like, hey, like, have you ever been ghosted by your your clients? Everyone's like, oh my God, yeah, I've done that. Like, okay. Oh, well, we've got this professionally designed, fully customizable editable sales proposal template that'll actually help you increase your conversion rate. Plus, we've got a helpful video to go with it, which will show you how to not get ghosted. Does that sound good? Yeah, like that sounds amazing, right? That happened to me last week. I need that thing. Okay, so it's hitting them at that moment. Now, it might not hit everybody, right? but that's the point, right? Because the people that it does hit, it's gonna absolutely kill it with those people. And we need to keep on creating lots of those different moments which inspire action. And we need to find, like, the big ones, you know? Like, not just all the little ones, but we try and find the big ones that applies to more people. And, like, we found that is a huge one. Like, people, everyone's been ghosted. They've all sent a proposal. They've all been ghosted. It really hurts. Yeah. And they're like, how many times do I follow up? I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then they don't know what to say in the follow-up. Yeah. talk talk it. Right? It's not a nice thing. So they hate that. And so that's almost quite emotional. And so when they see, like, this thing that's going to help them like get more conversions and stop them getting ghosted, they're all over that. Like they want to see that. So like we've done like a YouTube video. Okay. To inspire them to watch the YouTube video, we've done a social media post. Okay. Did you ever get ghosted? Watch this video in the video. It's like, well, you need to download this proposal in the proposal. Then, then they get this proposal template. They've entered their email. Right. And then they can, then we'll like not upsell, but like, will then say, hey, do you wanna watch like this other thing, this webinar? Because now you've got this proposal template, like, well don't you want more people to send it to? You're gonna need some leads, right? Right. Oh yeah, no, I am actually gonna need some leads yeah. to send this to. Yeah, I've got more to send this proposal <laughs> to because I've just been ghosted. Right. So what do I do now? So then they'll go like, okay, yeah, I'll watch the webinar because now I need to know like how to get more leads for this proposal that I've just got. And so, and then in the webinar, like, again, it meets him at that same point. And it, so can you see how everything yeah. like inspires yeah. you to go to the next action based on like an actual moment in time for that person? Right. I mean, and that's it has to be quite specific. So we've right. been doing quite a lot
2: of work with Andrew and Andrew Davis. And one of the things that he's taught us is stop trying to be so broad, stop tra- trying to create content that, relates to everyone in your audience, not just like everyone, but everyone in your audience. Like think about those really specific moments that not everyone might have, but as when someone reads that, someone gets that email in their inbox and they see it, they think, wow, okay, this one's for me. That's how you get people to actually click on emails, to watch the whole video, to like follow up with the webinar, to reply to the emails by not being so broad and trying to really narrow it in on one specific either problem or situation that a
1: potential customer has found themselves in. Like, if you don't get an email back saying, ah, guys, like, I felt like that email was wrote for me, right. like, you're not hitting the mark. Yeah. yeah. Right. I think Jenna's for three things. Uh, I don't know uh, if that it's, classes it's right. as three Shut or three hundred. <laughs> right?
0: yeah. yeah. Well, and I'm thinking when we market this podcast episode... It will be. Have you ever been ghosted? Yeah. Andrew and Pete will tell go. you what to do. <laughs> <I> <laughs> get our. Uh, listen light. to this. <laughs> listen to this show, and you'll learn what to do. Okay, so you guys have a conference that yes. you hold yeah. called Woo. Atomicon. Woo. So you have to um, say more
2: excited, like Atomicon. Atomicon.
0: So tell our listeners about Atomicon. What's the deal?
2: So Atomic and do you cl- need
0: to outsource the planning of it? Because you guys are you guys uh, No, we yourself? need to talk to you. We need to go have some <laughs> wine after this and uh,
2: talk about this. <laughs> uh, is happening in Newcastle in the UK. Newcastle is the party capital of the UK. It's the most fun city you will go to in the UK. So
0: Good A Beer was it's named fun. after
2: it. So Good A Beer was named after it. Oh, you know? yeah.
0: That's
1: true.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> That's where we live yeah because. that's why it's there basically yeah, Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is a conference for small business owners so if you are a woman band or if you have a small team this is a conference for you it is marketing and more so it, it will teach you how to market your business but we're tackling a lot of other topics around actually growing a small business things like pricing things like th- sales things like building your outsource team all the different things that hold people back that is the conference to go to to get inspired to get rocking, like we want to leave you feeling like you can take over the world w- when you leave this conference. That's
1: it's cool. gonna be like the most fun Instagramable conference you've ever been to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and The beauty of the conference is that like you can't get access to it unless you're part of our Atomic program. Right. Uh, it comes part and parcel. Yeah, it's um, free for members. It's free oh, for okay. members essentially. Uh, what happens is because when people go to the event Like, you get all inspired at an event, usually, and then you go away. And a month later, you get back into the same old routines. Yeah. Okay, you get overwhelmed by the things that you learn. And ultimately, you end up in, like, this not-so-great place. Like, you you might have had some breakthroughs. You learned a lot of stuff, but did you actually apply it? Right. And then the next year comes around and you go to the event again. Whereas, actually, with Atomicon and Atomic, like, we've got the inspiration and the support and the training, like, all year round. So that you never platter. And that's the key. Like, the people that do both are the winners. So that's why they're together. That's yeah. why you have to do both. Because you'll have way more success. And that's, like, it's really inspiring to see how everyone does. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's the be- it's, it makes hard day. Like Every day there's someone, like, posting, like, oh, just done this amazing thing. That's, like, that's rad. And it's yeah. the best. As an
0: events person, when you can build community and have that face to face, Mm -hmm. and it it ties it all together, and I preach the before, the during, and the after anyway, because so many event organizers lose sight of the after. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they just go on to the next. They're like, okay, we're booking. Like I went to, we went to one in September. I won't say what it was, but and then I haven't seen anything from them again.
1: Mm -hmm. Basically, tweets in September.
0: And that's they don't so nice. even have – I'll we'll tell you after. And they don't <laughs> even have a location booked yet for for the next one. So, anyway, all that to say, though, that that's super smart. Obviously, you guys are
1: rad. Yeah, you need so to rad. Yeah, if you've got, like, a standalone event, like, definitely, you know, as well, as Drew would say, <laughs> um, extend the honeymoon phase. Right. Uh-huh. It's a nice little way of putting it. Yeah, for sure.
3: Yeah, social media is still kind of new. I know that it's been around for a while like over a decade, but it's still to a lot of people still seems pretty fresh and new. And, um, and defining ROI is, is always going to be a conversation. So if someone needs to show uh, their client or boss ROI on their social media, what's your number one tip?
2: I feel like you have to build in a way to track that. And I feel like yeah. it's almost hard to do that afterwards. Yeah. So it almost goes back to what we were saying before about like the handraiser content. Like if you are just posting for posting sake, tracking ROI on that is difficult. Yeah. Like coming up with ways to create those handraiser moments where people are saying, you know what, I am interested. And you can and you can show your boss or your client or whatever. Like, like we did this post, like 30 people here raised their hand and said they were interested. Of those 30 people, we got 20 on the phone and we closed... Ten of them, or however it goes. Right. right. Um, yeah, it's cool. That's how you start to do it. It can never be like an afterthought. Like, how are we going to track ROI with all these pretty yeah. Instagram photos? <laughs> <It's like laughs> right. It
1: needs to be intentional. Every post right. is intentional. Is the purpose to gain more followers? Is the purpose to raise the like engagement in the in the community, or is it more about getting those hand raises and getting those sales in the door? And if you if the if you're just kind of creating content just for the sake of it. And oh, you're doing your standard three posts a week. Like it's, it's not, nothing's going to happen. You're going to, you're going to eventually lose that client.
0: Right. I think in some cases, especially with brick and mortar and um, the, it, a combination of those is, mm-hmm. is good around just not always trying to sell or yeah. coming off as salesy. Of course there's, you post a picture yeah. of steak and today's, today's surf and turf day. So I posted a picture of steak and lobster from mm-hmm. House. and it's, You know, I'm not selling steak and lobster because it's steak.
1: But, but yeah, I am. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah. (laughs) I'm selling the view (laughs) and the meal and it happens to be surf and turf day. So
1: it's like, it's interesting for like a restaurant, like you can post something like that and you can get good engagement, like just depending on, you know, like, Hey, like who likes steak or whatever. Yeah. But you are inherently selling, you're reminding people of your products constantly. So... I feel like that's quite nice for products. Mm -hmm. When it comes to a service-based business, people really struggle with that. Right. Because that doesn't work the same way. You can't constantly post, like, a picture of your one-to-one social media management services. Right. (laughs) Right. You know? (laughs) Like, that's not a thing. Yeah, right. (laughs) Um, So you have to think of different ways to do it. But like, like I said, it needs to be purpose to it are you trying to build relationships in that post Mm -hmm. or are you trying to get people to raise their hand at that post
2: like one of our favorite ones that works really well if you have a service business is just a price guide like if you people always debate should prices be on your website should you or or can you not put prices on your website we found a really nice in between is having like a downloadable price guide that people can like opt in to like find out more about working with you how Uh, much things might cost That works really well. For, if you are a service business, that works really well. We encourage all of our members to try that, to see how it works. And one of our members, she does content creation for other businesses. She'd create one of these price guides, put it on her Facebook page. The post itself didn't get a ton of engagement, but people were clicking through and downloading it and booking in calls with her. I think she had like five client calls booked in yeah. based on like one Facebook post wow. that maybe got like, three likes and four comments. How about that? But like, right. if she wasn't measuring that the likes that any and comments. comments. She was measuring how many people are actually clicking through and booking in those meetings.
0: Right, right. Yeah, yeah. the vanity metrics don't indicate the full picture, especially nowadays. Exactly. And now that social has been around long enough that a lot of people are just trolling, right? They're just mm-hmm. kind of, they're looky-loos. They see it, you know, like, and I, even even with the podcast, it's kind of a funny thing, right? Like, because you see, oh, all these downloads, but I don't know who they are, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then I'll meet people at Social Media Marketing World who know who I am for my podcast, and it's like,
3: oh, that's so cool. That is so cool. Yeah, Just podcast, one time.
2: Podcasting is a really tough one, isn't it? Oh, like, it. Yeah. Like, 'Cause you don't get feedback. Yeah. Guys, if you're listening to this, please tell Megan and Jen <laughs> how good their podcast yes, please is. Please do. Because Thank you me. just do not hear the feedback yeah. like you do with like a YouTube video or we, a blog. We had
1: like yeah. two seasons of a podcast and we couldn't stand it because we'd put it out there and it'd be like, Well, that's it. Like, did anyone listen to it? Is anyone <laughs> like going to listen to it? Did anyone like it? <laughs> yeah. And then like three weeks later, like we'd get a message like, Hey guys. That was the best podcast ever, and it's like, ah, oh, like what was in it? I can't remember. Uh-huh. Like, you know, and it's like, ah, oh, that killed us. Like we couldn't deal with that. Yeah, yeah that's why we prefer, like we prefer our YouTube channel. I was just gonna you say, I'll see... tell us,
0: tell our listeners about your YouTube. You, your okay. videos are amazing. And,
1: Andrewandpeet.tv will take you to our YouTube channel. Andrewandpeet.tv. Like you can get instant feedback on YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> Like for sure. you can see comments with people's faces and the likes and the views. And so you immediately know, okay, this video did really well. Right. This hit hit the mark. I think what Pete's saying it. is we're really needy. Yeah, as yeah. As <laughs> we <laughs> <totally> <laughs> know yeah. people like it. Yeah.
3: <laughs> hey, we all like to be liked, right? Yes.
2: <laughs>
0: so I don't even think I mentioned this at the top, but we are at Social Media Marketing World whoop, whoop. right now. Oh yes. It starts tomorrow, and Andrew and Pete were keynoted last year. So that was
2: insane. It was. Like, that was probably the
1: most insane so experience. Amazing sat on that stage with, like, 5,000 people there. And you rocked it. Thank Thank you. you.
2: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So
0: was that, in terms of feedback, is that probably the single thing you've gotten the most feedback about?
2: I think, like, probably the day after that social media marketing world keynote is probably the biggest our egos have ever been yeah. <laughs> because it was like we couldn't walk down the corridors without we like your held heads get so big for so long yeah. it was like, like, uh, <laughs> to get to the restroom Oh, that's like, fun. it was, it was so much fun we were so it, we yeah. just felt so privileged that and yeah. um, the guys at social media examiner gave us that opportunity because we didn't feel like we deserved it at that point but we took it with both hands and ran with it lot, yeah you did didn't we <laughs>
0: yeah well and it was so unique it wasn't oh, like so cool. a, any keynote, you know, we'd ever seen. So good job on that. Thank you. Okay. So we have, well, one final question and then maybe a bonus question. Um, we're running low on time. So you mentioned niching and so talk to us a bit niching. about, um, Sorry, I think we said niche, niche, uh, I niche, niche, <laughs> niche, niche. The riches niche. are
1: in the niches. <laughs> 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 that's the phrase. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's totally the phrase. Yeah.
0: <laughs> So you guys are fans of this. So what do you think are the biggest benefits?
1: Biggest benefits of Nishan. Yeah, the biggest well,
2: one of the biggest benefits of Nishin is focus. So if you are trying to be everyone to everyone, that's really, really hard to build a profitable business on. I think again, when it comes to content creation and social media, it's so competitive these days. Say if you launch a podcast, let's say, if you launch a brand new podcast today. Like, you basically have to get someone to replace one of their other favorite podcasts because no one's got more time these days. Yeah. So you need to convince someone, okay, I'm going to listen to this show over all these other shows I've already been listening to. And if you have a niche and you can say this show is for this person, and it goes back to what Pete was saying, like creating those moments where people think, yeah, that's me. I, I need to listen to that. I need to click on that it's much easier to do if you are already specific with who you are talking to
1: and one of the things you say is that you don't actually need to niche but you need to do the thing that a niche allows you to do which is twofold okay so number one it allows you to focus it allows you to focus on who you're targeting it allows you to focus your efforts it allows you to focus like what you're selling and what the pain points are what the messaging is and that kind of thing so allows you to focus. And the other thing is that it needs to make you the obvious choice. And like, if you do this with a niche, then it's obvious, right? Are you going to go to the website builder that builds websites for anybody? Are you going to go to, if you're like a health coach, are you going to go to the website designer that builds websites for health coaches? It's a no brainer, right? You're going to go for the health coach website designer, even if they charge twice as much. Okay, which is another benefit of niche, and they can charge more. Mm. But you don't need a niche. Okay, there's plenty of examples of businesses out there with really broad audiences, but they have the focus and they have the differentiator. There's something that makes them the obvious choice. Maybe it's like really low prices, or maybe they're the first to market and they're the best in the world at that thing. But as a small business owner, that becomes really tough, and it's really hard to stand out and be unique. So that's why a niche is actually really really awesome cuz it takes care of both those two things quite well and once you're focused and you, you have something that makes you the obvious choice then selling becomes a lot easier i
0: love that yeah, yeah. cuz i have always been saying oh i'm a i'm a generalist I'm, and i i am in that i can i have a lot of things i can do i'm a writer at my core but i i know that i'm not your ads person i'm not your seo person i'm not you know but i'm a good project manager and i will manage those things for, I will hire someone to oh, do it yeah. for, for my client. But what I have realized recently is that in as much as I know I'm an event professional, I've been working in that industry for a long time. I'm now really leveraging that more and I'm getting to speak on that, which is like, I've always being in the events awesome. industry. I don't want to talk to event people about events because they know about events. I mean, I can talk to them about social media for events, But now, so mm-hmm. it's like, it's kind of growing. So now I know in restaurants, yes, I've been working with restaurants and I've been told I should, niche down to that but i don't i don't want to focus just on one kind of industry like that Mm -hmm. so because i like the variety and and the things that i'm doing but jim what do you think about niching she's a (laughs) she's a community focused i I know um i i
3: i really like i like what kelly has done with chatbots like really niching down to chatbots i i know who does she credit with making that decision you guys. I think that's it was just this. me, actually. I oh, was it just you, Andrew? We love
1: Kelly. She's like the perfect example of someone that's actually taken our um, <laughs> advice. My advice. Poster child.
3: Really Definitely. Really <laughs> number one
1: fan. Done, I was just going to say, like, do really you club really going for it. Like, be, because yeah. like, we admire her a lot because it's really, really hard to stay so focused mm-hmm. as she has. And she's relentlessly created content about chatbots. And she's pushed herself, and every opportunity she's had, like, like she's an Atomic member, and, like, she'll occasionally, like, reach out, and she's like, I've got this opportunity, like, I'm gonna do this, or I'm gonna pitch this, or whatever. Like, what do you think? And we've always just pushed her to go, like, a little bit higher. And if you're alone, like, you need somebody. Like, if yeah. it's not Atomic, right? Atomic's awesome. But, like, you need somebody. Right. So... Like, we're there to constantly push our members. Like, Kelly's the perfect example of someone that's, like, she's taken that. and uh, Then she's also, on top of that, pushed herself even further. Yeah. And, like, it's really reaping a lot of rewards for her right now. So she's doing amazingly well. She's going to, like, overtake us. and yeah, uh-huh. go. <laughs>
3: she, She's going to be the one that rules the world. Rules yeah. the world. <laughs> she
0: has been on this show, and actually uh-huh. we were just talking about our most listened to shows, and I think she's number three.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, nice. Chatbots being such a big...
0: Yeah, uh, you do. Yeah, you do. See, (laughs) I mean, it will come as no surprise that the shows that do the best are the ones where the guests help promote it. Right. Oh, oh but, nice, nice hint. But but <laughs> but we know it's really hard because our guests are all very busy people, and so we we get it that you know when it when when you can. just not busy that um, week. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, but also it's such a hot topic, right? So I think yeah. that like cannabis, our show that we did on cannabis with uh-huh. Kendra Losey. So AI chatbots is the number one. Second is, and that was with her, marketing's role in incentivizing performance is number two, and cannabis um, marketing is number
2: three. Wow. So. Yeah. Oh, was cannabis marketing? Yeah. It wasn't just about cannabis. No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is a marketing show. Yeah, yeah. I was like, strange topic.
2: For yeah. A show. Sorry. <laughs> I went in the right. Podcast.
0: <laughs> okay, so one final quick one, If you, if we can make it quick, is we like to ask our guests what is the hot gadget app? program thing that you're geeking out on right now like whether it makes your job easier or it just makes you happy with something um
2: we have jumped on the slack bandwagon for managing our outsource team we were very anti-slack for a good few years when we? we didn't quite get it or like it but for i think for managing a team more so than a community it's been absolutely amazing for us absolutely love it so much so productive yeah awesome Oh, Video Ask is another good one that we used. Video Ask by Typeform. It's a fairly new tool and you can basically embed a video on your sales page or any page and it's you asking a question and then they've got options where they can click and then it's another video that pops up and you can like create a flowchart where it's all video based. I don't know if I explained that very well. I thought thought you
0: were going to say they could answer back. I was going to be oh. like, oh. No, they well, they yes, no, they can. No, they can. Oh, really? Yeah, and they can click. Yeah, they and They can record can the face record a... and audio yeah.
1: or just type, and that goes through, and then you can reply to them if you want. It's almost like a chatbot, yeah. but like Video-based. all video, huh. and you can embed it on your page. Nice.
0: So what's the name of it again?
1: That's Video Ask by Typeform.
0: Okay.
2: Awesome.
0: Well, I am so happy that we made this work. Me too. I mean, This is so much
2: fun doing it in awesome. person.
0: Uh, yeah, doing it in person <laughs> and doing it in a legit – space. So we are time lapse videoing this and videoing it. Also you're really just looking at the back of Pete and Andrew's heads. <laughs> There's the other cameras over there. Hi. <laughs> but uh yeah, I wanna thank Seaport Village for letting us use this space. It's been amazing. And I wanna thank our guests. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you and for Kate. having us. Thank yeah, you. And
1: I, I haven't complimented yet Podcasting voice chat, but it's beautiful. Oh, thank you. It's totally different to you how you normally sound. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that all of a
0: sudden, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's my on-air. Put, it, put some headphones and a mic on a mic in front of me, and I become a different person.
3: She's so mellow. <gasps> <laughs>
1: Yeah. okay well thanks thanks for having us on the show thank it's you so, awesome. much. Thank so much and thank you stuff. everybody who's listening we really appreciate that and if you learned something today then please do hit us up because we're very needy and we want to know whether <laughs> this went down well if you hated us or if you really enjoyed this if you hated us you so, keep that to yourself yeah, yeah <laughs> and if you want to
0: if you want to review the podcast you can mention this show specifically if you'd like there we go and that would be even better that'd be cool Because we love, we're not we're not terribly nitty, but we do like rates and reviews because that helps us be seen
2: by more people.
0: Especially if you're a Spotify person, because that is a particularly sticky wicket to get visibility on. I
2: just made the jump from Apple Music to Spotify. You did, okay. So I will get on that for you. Okay,
3: perfect. Thank you, Jen Cole. Oh my gosh, thank you. This is amazing. I love it. What a fun (laughs) episode, guys. This has been incredible. Thank you, Megan.
2: Can we go and drink some wine now? We can. We're going to go drink drink some wine. We should have had the wine for the
3: podcast. You guys just watch for this. the wine
0: selfie. We could have gotten it and brought it in. Yeah. Yeah. But then the the show would have gone on for 90 minutes and we totally would have And we would
3: have just laughed a lot. Yeah, Yeah, we would.
0: (laughs) We're going to go laugh some more. So, all right. Thank you to our listeners so much for listening to episode 52 of Making a Marketer. And we will catch you next time. Woo!